talking like you belong. Takes more than that, doesn't it? What? To steal from the Empire? What do you need? A uniform, some dirty hands, and an Imperial talking? <laughs> They're so proud of themselves. They don't even care. They're so fat and satisfied. They can't imagine it. Can't imagine what? That someone like me would ever get inside their house, walk their floors, spit in their food, take their gear. You got the money, I got the box. What else is there to talk about? Cassian Ander. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to the Star Wars Sessions and or Recap. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, a new one. He's looking really good. He's the greatest Star Wars man fan and buddy out there. It's Master Bly, Walker Luke Bly. How are you, mate? Oi, oi, Savaloy. Yes, Matty boy. It is, it is that time of week once again. Star Wars is back on our screens and we get to sit and chat about it. Like, yes. how good is that? How good is that? Seriously. You know? It's good, yeah. but it's the last time, mate, for a while. Mm. And I'm a bit upset yeah. by that. And the next recap we'll be doing is probably The Mandalorian Season 3, right? Is yep. that what we're thinking at the moment? I think so. Wow. The Bad Batch, I think we'll probably, we'll speak about The Bad Batch maybe on the main shows, maybe if we either give our thoughts on that episode or like a, a start, a mid and an end season kind of wrap up. We haven't really thought about it, but uh, we'll cover it in some way, shape or form. But for us, the next big um, undertaking will be The Mandalorian Recap, mate, but... Um, Getting up on a Wednesday every morning, every week, sorry, it's been, it's been great. It's only aided by the fact that the first 11 episodes of Andor have been excellent. Of course, now we're here mm. to talk about the finale, mate. Let's get it out there one final time for season one. If you haven't seen the season one finale of Star Wars Andor, this is going to be a spoiler-filled review. Spoiler-filled. Okay, and because it's the season finale, mate, I'll say it again. Full spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's just <laughs> under an hour long. Come back and listen to what we have to say because we're going to dive into every nook and cranny of this episode titled Rick's Road. Matey boy, shall we? What did you think of the season finale? Top, top thoughts, top thoughts, top level thoughts. Um, I, I really, 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 really like this. I really, really <laughs> liked it. Um... Yeah, there's. It's just a culmination of a lot of emotion, um, feelings, ideas, and all of all of which were sprinkled throughout this series. You know, and um, yeah, I, th- I think the team behind this have done such an exceptional job. Um, I don't think it's flawless. I don't think it's faultless. You know, it's no episode ten of Andor. I have cool. some issues with it. Um, but all, all in all, mate, just waking up today, watching this and thinking, oh, mate, you know, um, uh, it, it's, it, I, I think it's such a fitting ending to what Andor is as a concept, you know? Yes. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, let me throw it over to you. Top level thoughts. What are you thinking, mate? How are you feeling? I'm curious to know, by the way. Curious to know. Um, unsurprisingly, mate, I really liked it. And I think the culmination, as you mentioned, is probably the most fitting way to describe this because this finale actually felt like a culmination of the 11 episodes in terms of its 
it's everything we've known about Andor. It's very carefully plotted. It's very carefully paced. It's uh, the tension. Yeah. They they let it simmer till it boils over. Um, we get some atmosphere. It's it's big on action in small in small moments, and it's big yeah. on inspiration in small moments. We get lots of inspiring moments as well. But so it's everything great about Andor, kind of th- all thrown into one little blender, and. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Like you, my friend, uh, there's a few moments, there's a few notes I've got down where I thought, right, I want to pull this one up because I want to see what Lukey Boy thinks of that. Or, oh, that, that could have been a bit different, <laughs> but nothing really, yeah, nothing yeah. major, though. It's more a case of, it's more a case of, mate, they had a lot to do and had a lot of um, threads to tie up. And it's whether or not they did it successfully or if they did it satisfactorily more more than anything. But of course, mm-hmm. we know we're getting a season two, mate. So the we mm-hmm. I, I, I've always bared that in mind, that if we didn't find out what happens to Cyril's mum in this season, well, we'll find out in season two. That's true. That is very, very <laughs> true. I suppose this is kind of like a part one of a story, yeah. and, and we've still got to wait for part two. I'm still surprised there's not going to be at least a third season. But... Um, I, I was reading that, like, pe- people were saying, look, there's only so far you can go with this production because Diego Luna is at, like, just real world stuff. Diego Luna is getting to a point where, you know, he's getting on. And maybe in a few years' time, once they get round to filming a third or fourth season, he's not going to look like a younger Cassian. Right now, you can you can pull it off. He doesn't look different to, to how, how he's portrayed in Rogue One. Yeah. Um, really. You know, I, I can't notice anything that yeah. much. But in a few years' time, you know, it's it's possible. I don't know. I well, don't it know. takes it's going to take uh, two years anyway. to do the next season, isn't it, mate? It's going to be. We're apparently not going to get the next one to twenty twenty four. So if we're going to use a two year logic, if they were going to do five seasons, you know, do the math. That's an awful long time to wait for the culmination to a story that we already know how it ends in Rogue One. Well, they are already filming. Uh, season two aren't they they're filming it and they are building sets in fact we have been um privy to a little bit of the set we're not 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 personally i wish we saw it in person but yeah they 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 are definitely they've got sets built uh and we got some information on that so yeah it's 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 pretty fun and again it's all it's a uk production you know they're filming a lot i think more in wales this time um Oh mate, I can't wait. I can't oh, pine woods, you know, the usual. Yeah, the usual, the usual. So, mate, but this episode, is it Rick's Road or the Rick's Road? Which uh, one Rick's is it? Road it's just called. Rick's Road. Okay. All right. Well, I, I I think it's fitting that, you know, the episode starts out with stormtroopers on Ferrix. You know, it's just it's 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 yeah. letting you know, yeah, the 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 oppression is settling in. Yeah, they the 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 Empire do not trust what's going down on Ferrix. Uh they feel that this Andor bloke is gonna be turning up to Marva's funeral and we need to yeah. like nip it all in the bud. We need to nip it all in the bud. And I think there is some arrogance there, there's some confidence, you know, which leads to them to Classic almost Empire. their weakness. Yeah, classic, classic. Your confidence is your weakness. So, yeah, yeah, there there was all sorts of filth. All sorts of filth. Um, But what what I think um, Andor's done, it it gives a lot of screen time to its ensemble cast. Yep. 
And we don't see tons and tons of Andor in this, and yet he's still the focus of this this whole thread, especially this concluding sort of culmination. It, you know, Andor is vital for all the threads. So I can yep. see how they've written that. So that was really cool. Really impressive. And not just Cassian as well. The show's called Andor, but by the end of this episode, you're like, well, maybe it's also pointing at his mother, Marva. You know, there's, you know, the, the Andors are the ones who are, whether they know it, one of them knows it. They're kind of getting people by the scruff of the neck and saying, fight, you know, fight. Uh, one of them though, i.e. Cassian, yeah. he's getting there. He's learned that and he's going to, and he's, he's starting to embrace that. But uh, the, I can kind of see now why they would have titled it Andor in terms of this first season, because the Andors, like you say, are in the middle of everything. Um, Cass- Marva's death in episode 11 off screen was the catalyst for all of the pieces coming to Ferrix. But they all, why are they coming to Ferrix? Because they want Cassian. They know Cassian's going to be there and they want to apprehend or blow his brains out. So, you know, the Andors are the focus of this entire um, season. Because uh, I, I say that based on the. Based on the knowledge that uh, I know you've mentioned it, I've thought it a few times, a couple of the guys in the Discord and just on social, people have obviously looked at the naming convention of Star Wars Andor and thought, you know, if they call it Rebellion or something like that, maybe it'd have been a little bit more um, all-encompassing or would have been more attractive to people uh, mm, who weren't mm-hmm. necessarily in on Rogue One or Cassian. But I think it's got a quite a nice poignant ring to it now we've seen what happens with um, Marva and her kind of, her final... Um, rebellious act and i was a bit worried we wouldn't see fiona shaw again i think she's a wonderful actress um and i'm so glad we got to see her one more time with that um fiery spit of hope well what what did you think of the speech and kind of the lead up to um marva's funeral you know there was a procession that happened and you can feel the emotion building there's a young lad building a bomb uh, you know, and you're like, oh, what's, what's going on there, mate? Like, yeah. you know, calm down. And then, yeah, Marva, um, people, people really loved her. They cared about her and still do care about her and her thoughts, her vision, her ideas. And it goes to show that you can't, you can't destroy an idea, Bang you on. know, and all of these, all of these people are, yeah, they, they, they know. But I, 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 I loved how this episode handled, um, people's feelings, people's yes. thoughts, people's emotions, characters' emotions. Cause she's like, yeah, in her speech, she's like, guys, we've been sleeping, man. We've had it easy. Yeah. It's not been perfect, but we've had it easy. And oh, my days. Yeah. Tr- tremendous. I don't want to go too far, you know, because I know we, we bounce around anyway on these. We love it. And do. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do love it. But, um, yeah. So, so did, should we, should we go into the speech? Should we do that? Should we, um, should we crack yeah, but that's like the centerpiece, right? The funeral, the procession and the speech. I mean, cause it kind of starts when the band are warming up. And in terms of just the, the the procession and the funeral, cause obviously you've got many other bits going on either side. You've got the band warming up. And they and they've got this brass band playing, which gets more and more somber as it uh, as the procession goes on. And do you know what? I thought that because it, it all kicks off when the anvil guy, I think he's called the timekeeper, the guy who um, bashes the chimes, the Beskar chimes. He um, he starts this funeral off earlier than expected, and I thought this was a proper clever 
narrative decision from um from Benjamin Caron and Gilroy who wrote this because yeah we were told two o'clock p.m. two o'clock GST Galactic Standard Time um and we've literally just been told by I think Vel said to Luther and he said oh yeah we've got a couple of hours before it all kicks off so let's you know let's get the pieces ready suddenly mm. boom the chimes are going we're taken off guard because, as an audience because we thought we had more time to prepare the the empire are taken off guard the assorted rebels are taken off guard i thought it was a really clever way to to start it and from then on with the music rising and with the other characters all, all getting their faces in now uh, like we get cyril mosque dedra luthan cassian everybody and the rest of them are all there somewhere the band's playing we're walking you've got brasso dressed up in his ceremonial garb with marva's uh, brick in his hand i thought the lead up to the speech especially was good i think people will say it's boring i think people will say it's overly long and i think people will say it's dragged out but it's for me anyway do you i can't think? talk for do you think I, I generally do i think and i by that i mean people who maybe aren't as sold on the show um and i don't want to speak for yourself in terms of we here at sessions don't but for me that's i think that's an that's crucial a pivotal moment in making that speech even bigger and making the all our action that uh, accompanies it even more weightier is you have to have that build up. You, you have to, you have to have that calm, that rising calm before the thunderstorm. I thought it was great, mate. And then yeah, leading up to the speech. But did you? What, were you watching it at any point, thinking, "Get a move on, lads. Come on, I want to get to the, I want to get to the good stuff." <laughs> <laughs> well, this 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 episode is like best part of an hour long, and it, yes. for me, it didn't fit, it didn't feel like that. It it, it went mm. it went quick. It went okay. quick, and I was intrigued. I was interested because it, 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 it's it it followed through. It followed through on a lot of threads, not all of them, yeah. not all of the Andor threads, but uh, you know, a lot of them. And so, for me, no, I didn't find it boring because okay. I've enjoyed the show, and it's very much the the nature of the show, isn't it? The nature of this series is that it just it, it, it drips feed you emotion. Um, oh. And then you ha- you you do you do have payoffs. You know that speech was fantastic. You what know, did you it think was of it? Inspiring. Then? I liked it. I really really liked it. And and I like what I was saying earlier. I loved that what she was hinting at. She was she was saying about Ferrix, about the people there, like saying, look, we we've got it good compared to a lot of people. We've been sleeping. You know, they've we've been left yes. alone, which is true, right? Which is true. They've been left alone by the Empire for the most part. And they just crack on with it. And then she's like, yeah, but there's a wound in the center of the galaxy, you know, and the, the oh. empire is a disease that thrives in darkness. And it's like, yeah, mate, like, yeah. And sh- I loved as well that she's even admitted that herself. Yeah. She's like, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, pro- I, I probably could have done more. I probably should have done more, but I didn't mm. because here on Ferrix, we're on a little bubble, maybe. You know, life's good here. It's not perfect, but it's all right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's ours. We've got a factory. Yeah, it's ours. We've got a factory. They've got somewhat independence. And this show has shown how that's just been broken down quite quickly, quite quickly, because of a series of events. And before you know it, you've got stormtroopers patrolling the streets. You know, you've got oh. the um, officers, you know, in the tallest building in, in, in the city, just, you know, residing there. It's, 
phenomenal and it's it's a reminder that oh yeah like there's a lot of horrible things going on in the galaxy at this time Mm -hmm. and it's maybe only now they're realizing that and oh he's laughing fantastic it hit a nerve nerve. Uh, and i thought i think fiona shaw was fantastic but the people listening the acting that was going on so when they were just listening and digesting what she was saying the acting mate was was Mm -hmm. superb superb again with that there's there's not a lot wrong with it (laughs) With that thread, with that with that thread, I'm not saying this episode, but with that course, thread, yeah, yeah. like there isn't a lot wrong. I can't really critique it much. It's it's superb, brilliant writing, outstanding writing. Yeah, yeah, love it. What do you what did you think? Yeah, what you've just said, mate. Everything you've just said, yeah. I thought yeah. it was great yeah. to see Fiona Shaw back again as as Marva, and she gave her her full name. I think it was a. I can't remember what it is now, but she said, oh, there you go. I'm Marva Karasi Andor. Nice. Okay. Give your whole name. I like it. And I paraphrase somewhat, but she says something along along the lines of, you know, living on Ferrix. You know, we've been, I've been sort of, I think she's like lifted by the voices of the dead. Because obviously Ferrix is built with bricks. Bricks, w- yeah. Which include the ashes of the, 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 the residents, the, the former residents. And now she says, and now I am dead and I am, you know, now it's almost like now it's my turn. Now I'm here to impart my wisdom on you, and yeah, I I loved it, mate. And it it was the reactions of the the masses who that got me as well. Even Luthen, even Luthen, like this, the dude who he loves sending people in to die, he loves it. Now he's faced with it, and I'll speak about Luthen shortly. But you could see even on his face, he's kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm oh, oh, this is this is a rebellion. This is the spirit of the rebellion. This is everything we're trying to. Yes trying to manifest here right in this speech mm. here people are rising up people mm. are being inspired by this um and of course you've got the empire there with their um riot shields because they were they were only expecting 30 people they even said or 40 people i think they said 30 or 40 people but the whole town has come out or the whole city hence why they're there to put a stop to this but I loved seeing the the faces of the um, assembled crowd, including Pegler, the lad who threw the bomb. He's the guy who's who worked in um, mm. Pax um, Garage, the one who let Bix go up and used a radio. He's the guy who was hung, hanged in one of the last episodes by the Empire. So he's got mm. real reason to want to get stuck in. And um, we see him soldering up his bomb at the start of the episode. I think I loved how it is intentionally framed as well to kind of look like he's making a lightsaber as well. Um, to me anyway, because you could see like that almost like he had a hilt there. And I, I never for one, one minute thought it was, but I thought if that's Gilroy being a bit naughty big boy Gilroy being a naughty boy but um just yeah, having, the, and then having a bit of fun just, isn't he having a bit he's of just fun having a laugh isn't he he's having a laugh yeah. but then you juxtapose yeah. that with the empire <laughs> who were suddenly like we saw on Arkina when when they realize that the crowd are getting a bit restless and they're listening to Marva's speech the empire start to you know power doesn't panic these guys do suddenly fear mm. creeps into their face when they realize that their order and control is about to be challenged and immediately mate what do they do open fire you know let, let's put an end to this insurgent straight away and we get a heck of an action scene don't we i think it's an excellently shot action scene well well yeah i totally agree well that that the bomb and the detonation that changes things it goes from riot every control to, to fighting to no that's war yeah. that's yeah. that's great point and it changes you, you, everybody's plans to, as well and the empire 
and I'm not just funny empire here, but like before that, they weren't, you know, shooting them, were they? Mm-hmm. It was that act yeah, no, no, of, no, yeah. it was that act of right. Let's get let's chuck the bomb over there, blah blah blah, and you know it just happens. But it was it was it was going to happen. Something was bound to happen. It was just it was a boiling point, wasn't it? And the yeah, riot, the, symbolic. The, the camera work during the action in this episode. Oh my word! It it was. Mm. very very well done very well handled and uh yeah you got a lot of cool shots there i love that there was even a shot i think this was as the procession was happening you had a long shot that was in the air of the people walking toward the 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 riot guard but they were still like playing the instruments and stuff and it was a big long like in the air shot like going back and it was it was really cool and i was thinking to myself man yeah that's that's what you get when you've got a set that's what yeah. happens when you've got to get a the right people in the right place. Set. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on, mate. I, I wrote down the cinematography in this episode is unbelievable. It is very, very, very good. Um, Natty boy, we get death troopers, mate. You know, we, get them back, don't we, we knew they were coming. I, we saw them, didn't but, we? I was going to say that in this episode, the colors were popping, you know, it's really vibrant. And then you get these death troopers all in black coming down. And yeah. one day, one day, Luke Bly, I'd love to see the Death Troopers live up to their name, kind of, a little bit. I'd love to see them like, causing a bit of havoc, but um, we're still waiting for that. I mean, Rogue One, to be fair, you know, they took a few of the, the lads out and the gang, but um, they yeah. do just look like I'd know, love to see them. Forces. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to see them, like, really cause havoc. Like, just a, 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 a squadron, a squad of Deathies. <laughs> Just oh, go mate. ham on like a, a, a village or something. Not that I want like a show centered around, you know, <laughs> a, a montage of deaths. Star you know, Wars massacre. I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are some people who would want that as their so, Star Wars, um, mate. So, you know, yeah, but yeah, so each to their that. own. Um, yes. Also, Cyril. Cyril and his mate got the bus to Ferrix. <laughs> Love it. I love that scene. And I've written that as well. Yeah, they're literally it. on the bus swapping hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I love that. No explanation. They're just like, right, yeah. your hat, my hat. And you're like, right. <laughs> yeah. It's just so and, stupid. Uh, I love but I love when I love when we can just blend normal Star Warsy life into this quite serious emotional episode like we even see a star wars kitchen we see a star wars kitchen <laughs> yes we do and we do and it's just small things like that like you see the wall of gloves again in the background of of this episode you know i'm here for the wall of gloves who isn't Love here that. for the wall of gloves um oh, i it, it it's it's great it's great but i think those things are planted in and around really this this conflict which we've which we've mentioned that is the patty to the burger of this episode you know this this fight this riot this this just rebellion that's what it is it's the rebellion in a very primitive form just going letting loose just going wild and i think even the imperials like dedra She's caught in the middle of it, right? See, I remember Dude. her name, Matt. Well Last done. Episode. Well done. Don't need me no more. Took me took me twelve. <laughs> took me twelve. <laughs> oh, dead Ed. Um Yeah, dead Ed. Well, she she's like you know, like giving it some and that. But when the fight when the fight happens, I think she's kinda like, Oh, I'm not used to this. You know, she's a pencil pusher. Yeah. 
you know and she and now mm. she's suddenly involved in a fight she she has just a slight feeling of what it's like to be on the front line uh to be fighting yeah. these people yeah. and it gives her i think a bit of a perspective and again the acting and she's saved by Cyril, creepy Cyril. Creepy Cyril does creepy things. Um, <laughs> oh, oh my! That's that. And oh, that's, my. that's one of the th- that's one of the threads where I'm like, I get why Cyril went to Ferrix, right? Because he wants to see and or get caught. He wants to see yep. what happens. Mm-hmm. But or he wants to be the man to do it. I can't help but feel in this season anyway, in this season and in this finale, like his thread wasn't, it it felt in this episode at times a bit of an afterthought. Like, oh yeah, we still Mm -hmm. got to write uh, Cyril in here and his mate and we're going to bring him to Ferrix and he's going to freak out and he's going to save Dedra. And I, I almost feel like it's, out of character, like I feel like he's more of a loose cannon than that, than just going in and saving Dedra. I'd almost be, I would have been, I would have understood more if he like killed her or something. And then you're like, <laughs> oh right, he he is. This guy is just like a loose cannon. He is a nut power. Hungry. Maybe I've maybe I've missed something there. What what do you think? Um, well, the scene with um with Dedra when she gets stuck in. I mean, look, we're we're meant to hate her, and we do because she's an imperial scum, but. It's quite tough to watch at one point. She gets a rock to the head and then she's being dragged away and you, and she's about to be torn limb from limb and like, blimey. And it's like, it, 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 at that point, it just turns into a person being beaten and bloodied on the street. Um, but then, yeah, Cyril comes yeah. in and saves her from the mob. And I loved, yeah. I think she's great in that scene, Den- uh, Denise Goff, when they're in this, um, when they're in their little closets. Uh, they are, they, they love a bit of each other. They love it. Oh, man, they, they'll be married soon enough. But um, I love the fact that she's you like, you know, <laughs> I, oh, man, I think, oh, well, what, on, on that, I mean, firstly, she's like, you know, I should say thank you. You know, she's like, she's completely in the different, her head's gone at this point. And he's like, don't worry about it. But what I what I took from this scene mm. is I agree with you in the build up that Cyril's kind of there and you've got Mosk, Sergeant Mosk, his big Scottish mate, Trevor from EastEnders is there. And we do yeah. anything. All we really <laughs> see of Mosk is he changes his hat. He uh, he stops yeah. Cyril from going past the blockade and then the blockade. And then at the end he's drinking scotch okay. on the street. That's really all that Mosk does. I was like, okay, it was good for you to bring him in. Same for Cyril, he's mm. just there. But what but in the very last moment, the very last second of that scene. What it's done now is it's done a flip flop. The, the power dynamic has shifted now. No longer is Dedra lording it over Cyril. You know he's now the one standing there, full of confidence, having just saved her. She is an absolute wreck because she's almost died. You know I should thank you, and he's like, "Don't worry about it." The power dynamic for me has changed. You know she's going to be in a position now where almost like kind of like yeah. an I owe you one type thing and I think that's how maybe Cyril's going to get in maybe with the ISB or the Empire or something so I think there's a shift now in that dynamic which is going to be very interesting to see but up until then he was just kind of there creepily watching her as she walked past he's like there she is and I thought oh my god it's Anakin part two but um for me <laughs> that bit of the end when for I- me the power dynamic shifts I was like okay I get it now but they had a lot to try and uh, they had a lot to cover in this episode. And the other thread I, I was going to mm. throw in as well was, was Luthan himself. Cause it plays into your point that I've got a 
I've got a note right here. People who watch, who are listening can't see I'm pointing. And it says, um, and it says, Luthan's riding back to the Fondor. Didn't really need to be there, did he? I've got it right there. But then, of course, we get that final scene, the final sequence with him and Cassian where it kind of plays up. I mean, Luthan being there for me, he gets inspired by Marva, but I also took from his, from him when he's watching the fight on Ferrix, because you see that shot of him standing watching over it. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think he realizes now that what rebellion actually is. He's quite happy to send Anto Krieger and 30 men to their death because he hasn't got to be there. He ain't there to see it. He doesn't have to witness it. He just hears about it. But when he's on the front line watching it, he realizes mm-hmm. that this is real. You know, this is real. This is rough, raw. This is life or death. And this is not quite what he thought it was sitting in his ivory tower. So I think Luthan being there watching the chaos was more for him to see, like you said with Dedra, like spot on what you said, that when you're there on the front line, you know, you get a different perspective. You get a better view, as we heard in The Mandalorian the other week. Um, great little C going into that episode. Um, so, but what, but Luthan, up until then, I was kind of like, he's just there watching. And yeah, I get, you know, for the points I've just m- mentioned to myself, I think that's why he's there. But when you were watching this and you've seen Luthan, who's been so, so great. In fact, he's, <laughs> in fact, he's been so good. Oh. Down yeah, throughout true. this entire season. What did you think about true. him in this episode and how they used him similarly to Dedra and Cyril? Um, see, I, I get why Luthen's there because he, he wants to get Andor on the team, doesn't he? So he's like, right, well, he's probably going to show up at the funeral. So well, he wants to kill him at first, doesn't he? Because he says to Vel, we're going to kill him, which puts pay to my theory that Claire was the one who put the hit out. No, Luthen says to Vel, you know, we'll kill him. Do you, do you, do you think he means that? I mean, I didn't take it. I didn't take it as that. You know, the fact I was that like, I, mean, yeah, I, right, I do right. because he's telling know. her to do it, and if she does it, then he can't be like, oh, so, "I was only kidding." But um, which I think kind of plays into his little mm, smile true. at the end when he's like, "Oi, oi, let's do this." But because uh, I thought Claire was the one who put the hit on Andor behind Cassian's back, because uh, Luthen's back. Sorry, but that's how I took it anyway, though, mate. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I, I, I think you might be right, mate. I think you might be right. Well, okay. Well, he's there. He's there for Andor either to kill him or what or whatever. But I think, I um, yeah, I can see, I, I, I can see what you mean. I can see what you mean. He's, I, I suppose, I suppose this episode could have easily been longer, but then it probably would have run into pacing issues if it would have, what have you got? Have mm-hmm. you got, have you, is that beer? <laughs> No, <laughs> it was such a good episode. I've got the beer. no. It's a um, it's like a peach, uh, peach aid, like a sparkling peach, watery type thing. It looks like iron brew as well. Oh, okay. I thought, oh, mate, he's celebrating right now. He's celebrating mm. the old, uh, the old Andor season <laughs> 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 on me. He started early. He started early. Race one oh, for my mate. I, I, I love I love Luthen. I love Luthen. And he's great. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not as bothered. I thought no, I mm-hmm. understood why he was there. I understood yep. that he was there for Andor r- regardless of of what he was ultimately trying to do with him. Um but I think to to, to just carry on from what you were saying mate about um you know seeing the action happen, I think he like yep. you said, I think he's almost like surprised and shocked by actually seeing it in the flesh yeah. this guy spends a lot of his time on on coruscant you know in, in, <laughs> exactly. with the elite right and so i think and uh, another thing is that I, I i think he looks at the people 
the general people. And I think he's going, yeah, no, we're ready. We're ready yeah, now. I think so as well, yeah. Yeah, we're ready. Like the people are ready. The people are over this. That this we can work with this. Yeah, we can work with this. And we and I think it's at that point he realizes now we need to unify. You know the rebellion. We need to become mm-hmm. an organization, an organized force, an organized rebellion, a rebel alliance. There and yeah, I I think there's a lot of thoughts going through his head in this episode, and that's why I think it's important he's there and. Again, this is going to sound boring, but his acting, his acting says it all. He doesn't even have loads of lines in this, but when he does, they're effective, but you don't always need them. You know, you just look at his face, you look at his body language and you go, yeah, mate, like this guy. Give him the awards. He's got plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Outstanding, mate. Outstanding. Absolutely Absolutely love it. We've also got some um, Mon Mothmerage going on. Yeah. Um, and I think I that something very clever is going on with the Mothma, the Mothma family. The ISB obviously are interested in uh, Mon and her family, yeah. but particularly Mon, Mon uh, because she's, she's you know, a, a, a freedom fire in the Senate. It's very yeah. weak compared to, you know, the actual on the ground shooting rebellion but she's doing her bit right and yeah. um there's this gambling thing that comes up with Perrin right yeah. and yeah uh, and she knows the driver is listening and she's like oh look i know you're gambling again bloody blah blah, blah 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 oh i don't know where you get your money from that's what i'm worried yeah. about bloody blah blah, blah blah and he's and he's looking at her going what are you talking what? about what i cuz i don't <laughs> think he is a gambler I don't think he is gambling. I think she is. She knows that the driver's listening. Yeah, and so she's 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 making uh, the the kind of the story, the alibi to why her money is going everywhere and going down. So I was like, oh, that's really Gilroy, you cheeky boy. <laughs> You know, <laughs> he's a bad boy, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He is a bad boy. I like yeah. that. I really, really like that. Yeah, yeah no. it's cool. Mothma's Mothma. She's got it in spades in the brain department. Um, I thought it was a really nice ruse to throw the empire of descent. And Perrin, he's so daft. Like you say, he's like, oh, uh, uh, he just, he just, just, just kind of sits there and just kind of argues back. And at the same time, I do believe that. I think in the past he probably has gambled away a lot of money because he wasn't. He's never. He wasn't being like I've never done that before. He's just kind of like, well, you know, I, you know, we've only just got we've only just got here, whatever. I don't think I was that bad. No, I thought it was very, very clever, and she knows that um, the the driver Cloris is 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 listening, mm. and even uh, oh, cheeky Canto bite mentioned bit of me when she said, oh, "Go to yeah, Canto yeah. bite," and I was like, "Yep, yeah, Last Jedi, love it." Um, but yeah, I thought that was—I thought that was very cool. I love the scene, the introduction to that scene where she's in the speedo but, or Matt, her but, limo. But, but mate, but but mate, they're they're cancelling the sequel trilogy. Oh, so, so, so they are. They're going to make a general grievous show in the style of Andor now. Apparently, <laughs> um, yeah, bung that one on the head right now, goons. Um, but you've got Mothma in her speeder. I love it um, when. She's sitting there again. She's got such a presence and such a serenity about her, but we know behind the eyes mm. everything's going on. But she just unbuttons the top of her uh, her jacket, and it's almost like at that moment she's like, it, "It's kind of like you know when when a bloke takes off his tie and he's he's kind of like right unbuttons a shirt, 
I'm ready for this. It felt a bit like that, where that was almost like her, her own way of telling herself, right, this, this is where it begins now. I'm going to lie to Perry and I'm going to lie to this guy and I'm going to set this lie up in action, uh, set it in, set it into motion. Sorry. I thought that was like, you said, I thought it was really clever. Gil- Gilroy's a naughty boy. And, uh, and she pops up again at the very end. N- again, like you said, no dialogue, don't need dialogue, but it's the meeting of, um, the Mothmas and the Scolden kids. And, um, later she's a, she's a, oh, she's a, uh, the way she looks at the little boy, he's a good looking little lad. He's an attractive little boy. Um, and then the way she just looks at her mum, which is almost as if to say like, ha, you know, I bet you're hating this, but reality, mm. she's more than happy. Well, she is more than happy in one sense to facilitate this because it's, it's for the greater yeah. good, the greater it, good. It, it, yeah. It's almost like it's, uh, it's so complex. It's so complex and there's so much nuance to something like this. And it's, it's yep. a really, you know, it's a really horrible topic. And it's a, when, when you, when you, when, when you look at it from, you know, a real world p- perspective, that's one thing. But to see it in Star Wars and to see it so brilliantly handled, such a complex issue, so brilliantly handled in a Star Wars show, mm-hmm. um, you know, it could have been very clunky, couldn't it, if it had been done yeah, it, it incorrectly? Could have been. Yeah, I'd, and I would, I'd totally understand. I totally understand. And sometimes less is more. Sometimes, you know, they don't do dialogue in this show. They just show you. They don't yeah. tell you. They show you. And I, I, I think that's kind of another reason why this show feels so expertly crafted at times yep. is because it's like, yeah, you guys, you, you guys know what's going on. The viewer know what, knows what's going on here. You know, it's weird. But Mon is going, well, it's for, it is for the greater good, like you said. But that's what we, I mean, we've seen this throughout the show. She is willing to sacrifice the idea of family life for the rebellion, for the people. But her daughter and her husband, they don't know that. They don't know that. They just, they look at her and go, she works a lot, didn't she? You know, from their point of view, from their point of view, they're going like, She's not herself. She doesn't act like herself. She doesn't talk like herself. She's always working. Bloody, 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 blah. It's complex. There's a lot of nuance there. And it could easily feel like, yeah, she doesn't give enough time to her family. Yeah. And, and that's understandable. That's totally understandable. I'm sure there are people listening right now who might have family members who don't give them enough attention or time or, or love. But you never know, and I'm I'm not saying that they're all mothmas out here. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that you know, <laughs> they're rebellion. It's 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 really impressive storytelling, really impressive storytelling, and the fact that they can weave it into this like bigger picture of a rebellion is just it blows my mind. It blows my mind. It, not everything is just action and and you know rogue oneing and it going into imperial bases and stealing files mm-hmm. and nice you know it's a lot more a lot more simple than that and yeah very grateful very grateful for it mate yeah sometimes you know less is more simple option is the best option and in this like you just said so well in this show as a whole you know when when you don't need dialogue gilroy and the team of writers and directors they know that they know when to let these great actors just do what's on the page or bring to their character like what they think they should be bringing. And it's paid off 
handsomely, you know, majestically for season one. And, and even though we didn't get to see much of everybody in this episode, I still think what we did get was either compelling enough, even if like someone like Cyril, we've mentioned our kind of slight concerns with Cyril in this episode. For me, they pulled him back at the end with, for me, that shift with Luthan. He was there okay. to see the ferocity with his own eyes. Uh, but even like Sinta and Vel don't really get much to do, but I've got a theory on that one. Um, Sinta, you know, she's, she's scoping out Corv, the ISB dude called Corv. Vel is very unhappy that Sinta's paying her no attention. Sinta is all about the job. Vel feels like a, a, a scorned lover. And I'm thinking, and then obviously later on in the episode, Sinta, absolutely no chill whatsoever. She lures Corv into a, into a, a, a house into a place just shanks him stabs him dead no again no dialogue <laughs> she just absolutely she guts no. him and no no dialogue either you know she, it's not there's no um, kind of you know tell him sinter sent you kind of hero line or something <laughs> stupid like that it's it, you know it's all very like we've said it's matter tell of fact sinter sent it's, you. I, I kind of wish tell she said that sinter. she's a she's a um mate she's a woking girl virada virada sethu who plays her she's a woking girl representing so if, if she had yeah. said that, I would have let her off. But um, I'm thinking, yeah. though, mate, with Vil, Gilroy <laughs> said in season two, we're taking about 30 characters into season two, 30 of these characters. Um, it's going to be spread out over a number of, uh, over a long time period. But he said, we're going to get to know more about these characters, where they where they started isn't where they end up, blah, 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 twists and turns, and there's going to be betrayals along the way. I think Vil will be the one of the ones who does, because... Every time she is around Sinta now, she just wants to have a life. She just wants to be together. She wants to just enjoy yeah, she's kind of life. Out. Whereas Sinta, yeah, she's done. Yeah, she yeah. she ain't. She she's in for this. And I think Vel might sell Sinta uh, down the road in season two. She's she's done the old Darny job, and she's good. She's like, good, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. I'm I'm all right. I'm I'm good. You know. Um, yeah. I'm rich. Do you want Do you want to know Do you want to know one thing I wrote down about Vel? yeah yes let me, let me let me right i went she can't run <laughs> oh when she runs through the mist yeah there's a scene and she's she running i'm like run. yeah no she can't run she's not a runner man <laughs> she'd be the first she'd be the first one to die in a zombie apocalypse mate. Yeah. i gotta go back and you watch would. that now yeah. Oh, mate. It was, uh, it was like, uh, it was like that time we were nearly, um, you know, Dude. we were in trouble for spying on the Andor set and oh, asked yeah. you. That's, I was like, fa- can you run for the live boy? shows? For the, for the next live show. Yeah, I know. I'm saving it. I'm no, saving no, I mean, it. We, we, we've always said that when we do a live show, we'll recount these. Next time we do a live one, we've, we've got all these stories all attached mainly to Andor. Um, this man cost me a lot of money yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> we've we got to, we got to talk about him at the live show, man. But, um, I've got to go back and watch her uh, running now. I didn't really clock that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you need to, mate. So I wrote that down. I wrote, yeah, they're on completely different pages. They're on yeah. completely different pages. And Cinta reminds me a little bit of like where Andor was at the start of Rogue One. Like she's willing to do anything, hmm? anything and cross anyone for her ideology, you know, for freedom. And yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm interested. I think a lot of things will happen in season two. Yeah. I think a lot of things could happen. I think there's going to be some crossing, some betrayal 
a lot of death. There's going to be a montage death. of death again. A death. big one. The best podcast you've ever heard Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd Got a Patreon now with lots of tears From $2 a month is all it is Best podcast Hello there Best podcast Best podcast Roger, roger Best podcast That's right people, from as little as $2 a month For less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop. You can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcast. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Do you want to know what I wrote just below? Um, Vel can't run, lol. That is what I wrote. (laughs) Vel can't (gasps) run. So I've got Luther, what's the point of him being here? And then you've got (laughs) Vel can't run, lol. What's the next one? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And or flying shot. Lol. <laughs> so he just, he literally just jumps out. Bang. Yes. <laughs> he gets him. I'm like, what a lad. What Mate, a shot. I've, I've got what a, a shot. I've got a montage of filth based on that. And it's got, um, and it's basically all the daft things that happen. I've got Brasso headbutts a stormtrooper like a lad. He just gets him and just headbutts him. Big boy Brasso. I love that fella. Also, you know, thank God Brasso lives. Um, Sinter stabs mm. Corv, Corv. Yep, Cassian Dava does a diving shot to kill a trooper. Someone lobs a rock at Deirdre's head, and the bell ringer has his "This is Ferrix" moment and kicks a stormtrooper from the tower. It boots him off. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. Like, bosh, 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 bosh. Fast-paced action, and it is you know it is brutal at times. Like we mentioned with Sinter killing Corv, um, the the stormtrooper just being booted off the tower, and then we just watch him as he plummets down. Um, Dedra getting a, a rock thrown at head and about to be absolutely like mutilated. You know, it's and then Cass, yeah. Cassian's diving shot though. That was people have people have said, oh, we're getting too many of the no, no look kills in Star Wars where they don't look and they just shoot this. So this is the upgrade, the diving shot. <laughs> Love that, mate. Did we get Brasso headbutting a stormtrooper, just nutting one in the face? He nutted one, and he also this is this is this is this is how Marvel would have wanted it. He also smacked one in the face with her her brick. <laughs> he, he did. He smacked one in the face with a brick, and then he headbutted one. What a what a, what a boss! Oh, he's a beefy boss boy. Isn't he? He's a be- he's a beefy boy. You, he looks like a rugby player, man. I'm going to cosplay as Brasso. Like- <laughs> He, he should be a little rugby player, mate. Uh, I, oh, I loved it. Absolutely loved that. But the, the headbutt, the nut, I was like, ah, oh, this is like Kenobi all over again. When uh, <laughs> when you're like, hang on, you know, you can't headbutt a guy in a helmet and he just goes down and dies. Like, Brasso does what Brasso you know. wants, mate. It's Brasso. Yeah, Brasso does. My, my <laughs> lad, my boy. Brasso is, uh, you can't beat him, mate. He's indestructible. Yeah, and he's, he's a my new hero. He's infinity. 
Infinity, <laughs> mate. Um, this, this, yeah, uh, love this, it. this slab ca- carrying a beloved daughter of Ferrix's ashes. Whack. Whack. Smacks him around the head of it. See you later. Yeah. But it's how she would yeah. have wanted to go out, I'm sure. It is. It is. It is. Um, mate, we saw Coriton again. More Essex. Essex yes. was used again Rip. in the final, final episode the finale um mm-hmm. that was really cool to see you know just on like home county on display i'm like yes mate even if it is a old oil refinery <laughs> yes. i'm like yes abandoned yes. facility do you think do you reckon we'll go back here. again i'm sure we'll, i'm sure we'll do an episode a season two um thoughts piece in years to come but do you reckon we'll see ferrix again season two do you think we'll go back to Coriton? uh oh Coriton, Coriton, mm-hmm. maybe yeah, maybe, or maybe they've already got their shots and something, and they can like yeah, do some sort of green do it screen on soundstage. Voice, yeah, yeah, soundstage. Um, I do think we'll be on Ferrix again. Yeah, I do. I wouldn't be surprised if season two literally picks up on Ferrix, and Good we're point. just back on Ferrix, and it just continues. Oh, no, familiar. Or is it set in the future? I forget. It's going to be well. This is the thing that we've um, we've like, like Brasso and a stormtrooper. We've bited heads on about because I listened to an, an, another interview with Gilroy this week where he said again the the next season of Andor because it's supposed to be five, wasn't it? He said it's going to mm. follow the same format as season one. It's going to be chunks of three, but it's going to be in those four years, and there's going to be time jumps. I I mean, now we've seen season one. I can I can happily confidently say I trust in them to do it. But I really mm. wonder how they're gonna how they're going to do it. How if they're gonna be like, you know, eighteen months later, six months later, a year later. Because I don't because for me that can also lead to a bit of lazy storytelling. Uh if you're just um you have something happen, like something monumental happened in three episodes and then you're like and then mm-hmm. and then a year passed and nothing happened, and here we are now. I'm so interested in how they do it, mate, especially if they've got thirty characters coming over from season one and you've got to imagine there's gonna be new characters and if if they're talking about this this Gorman massacre and how it leads to the beginning of the rebellion, well, the lads from Rebels are in that moment as well. Thrawn's kicking mm-hmm. about, Krennic, Tarkin. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're in it, but I worry about season two, my friend. I'll say that. Why is that? Like because I know I know you've just said that, but why why don't you think that for Ma- for the Mandalorian reason? Because Mando season one worked for me so well because it was smaller, it felt a bit more intimate and a bit more enclosed within its own story. Season two was fantastic, but it, it started getting bigger and introducing familiar elements. I feel mm-hmm. we're going to have to do that in Andor. Is season one? This is this was great. It felt it felt small. It wasn't galactic scale. It felt smaller. Um, but season two. You know, we're leading into Rogue One. We we know we've got all these other factions at play. We might not see any of anyone I've just mentioned, but we know they're out there. And if they want to really tie into the story of Rogue One as well, they you know they kind of have to. I just don't want it to go too big, too sprawling, and too too many characters mm. coming in that mm. we know and love, because then it takes away from under even we've 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 already got the characters we need now: Cassian, Luthan, the the assorted gang, Dedra, Cyril. Let's let's find out what happens to them. You know, let's Mm -hmm. do their story and let everything and let the other shows or books or animated series, whatever deal with what's happening with Thrawn and the rebels and that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I I, I can understand that, mate. I think that Andor is a lot more of a, um, uh, it's a very intimate story, isn't it? And although it it is. is getting bigger, Mm-hmm. And it's inevitable that it will introduce some new characters. Um, 
I trust. I, I, you know, I trust in the process. I trust I in the process. Um, yeah, but and I, I mentioned you. that. Sorry, because Gilroy do hear is you. very mm-hmm. upset. For Gilroy, he knows what's going on in Rebels. He said it in a few episodes. He knows because he's he said we can't do this because it's already happened in Rebels. He said we can we can reference it. We can do it. So he's which is quite odd to hear Tony Gilroy say, oh, I've been watching, I know what happens in Rebels, but because he's very aware of that, which makes me think maybe we'll get the scene he's when Mon, he loves it. Maybe we'll see some of them. I don't know, but he's very aware of, you know, the, the, the bigger stories, not maybe the comics and all that, you know, but, but like the Rebels, he knows what happens there. Here's a question, and I promise we'll get back to the episode, but like Under. right now, right now, yeah. uh, would you want, Gilroy, Tony Gilroy, to um, do more Star Wars projects other oh, than I'll keep something it brief, like Andor. Mate. Yes, yes, I'll keep it very brief. Yeah, yes. me too. But it has to be. It has to be the right story. Like this, the the uprising of a rebellion feels so, like something Gilroy can can handle because he has done the spy thriller espionage insert genre here. He's shown he can do it. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily give him maybe episode ten when he's got to deal with the new Jedi Order and stuff like that, but. When it's things That's like this, thing. absolutely, mate. But were you? Are you? Are you in the give Gilroy another story camp? Yeah, I think I'd I'd love him to be in the Star Wars family. You know, I'd love to see because that's what I want to see. I think I've said, I've made that clear on the show is that, you know, I want people who are going to stay around, who are committed to Star Wars as a mythology, yeah. you know, yeah. not just come in, do a film and leave, just jog on, do something else. You know, I don't think that's what Star Wars needs. I think Stars needs a few like people there who are dedicated to this story and and the longevity of it. And Gilroy's different perspective, I think, is really really good to have around. You know, someone who isn't a guy who played with Star Wars toys when they were kids, when <laughs> when they were a kid, and someone who who and and that's not a bad thing. We need those no, people not. too, right? But but like, I think just having a fresh perspective sometimes, someone who can bring something new and go, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And and isn't afraid to kill off characters, isn't afraid to go, yeah, no, right, ain't. let's, yeah. So, and he strikes me as one of those guys. So, yeah, no, I would love, I would love to see Gilroy in more Star Wars roles, whatever that is, whatever that is. But I do think and or something like this does suit him very very well as yeah. you've said um so going back to the episode mate going back to the yes, episode, sir. we see a bit of because i'll be honest like a lot of we've covered a lot of the show even though this mm. is the best part of an hour's um um episode we've covered a lot of the major plot points not the um, we've not spoken we've we've not spoken about bix yet bix blesser is still we stand she, she's oh she's got, she she's broken, is she? totally yeah. yeah yeah and is that right when andor gets to her cell She's like, she's like, she doesn't seem with it, but she doesn't even want to leave the room, does she? She's no, just she's been scared. completely broken. She's yeah, frightened yeah. that they're going to catch them, and and she she says, you know, they won't, they won't last leave, and they won't allow it. Wow. Um, I love with that scene because remember we spoke about Andor himself. What I like about that is in the ensuing chaos going on, the the rescue of Bix is pretty simple. Actually, he gets in. He gets out because everybody's outside. I quite like that. It, it didn't, like you say, it didn't turn into Rogue One where it needed to be an absolute, like a proper an yep. espionage mission to get her out. He's just a guy with a blaster. He shoots one guy in the stomach and he's like, right, the coast is clear. We've got to go. I quite like that. And the, and the lovely moment before where he's in the tunnels, 
where well, I mentioned on the on the HUD solo episode last week where I did the recap that Marva's told Andor that there are tunnels under the hotel that can get you out. The hotel is where the ISB are. Where does he meet Brasso and um uh the, the shipyard owner whose name's uh, I can't think of his name at the minute. Under in, in mm. those tunnels. That's where they meet, that's where they get out, that's where he escapes from. So again, Marva's influence is is keenly felt there and um Brasso also says, you know, Marvel's last words were, you know, she she loves Cassian more than any wrong thing he could ever do. Lovely bit of kind of lovely bit of emotion we get there and but but Cassian at the time is also like I hear but we've got a job to do first it's almost like Han Solo like you know know, escape first hug later it's almost like you know get Bix first Mm -hmm. more grieve later kind of thing and it's that's that's very much Cassian he's just you know he's very forward they're very kind of focused on his job that's it you know he'll maybe take time to mourn or think about what Brasso said later, but he gets Bix out. Bix is like you say, she's completely that kind of, uh, that f- uh, mental torture she's been through is completely broken her spirit. Um, yeah. And Cassian gets her out fairly simply, which I don't have an issue with because there was absolute chaos going on in Ferrix. Nobody's going to be thinking about the prisoner in the hotel. Mm. Um, and then mm-hmm. they meet up again at the, um, at the the shipyard before Brasso and B two take off, and I like that. There's even a little moon, a little line, little moon, little line where he says, "Get them to Ganji Moon," um, you know, so we know where they're going to. It wasn't it, sometimes in this season, like here, we don't know how, how Andor got from A to B to C, blah blah, but we know that for now, um, Brasso, Bix, B two, and that they're all and and Jesse, I think her name is, the daughter of Ferrix. They all go into the Ganji moon because it's safe. We know where they're going to be. So when we pick up in season two, you know, we haven't got a question of, oh, where did they go? Where have they been this whole time? I think the Bix and Andor um, stuff was short. It was to the point. It was very concise. But I think with everything going on around them, I didn't need another thread of Cassian having to basically do another prison escape. I was, I was like, in, out, job done. I don't mind that. Did you think it was a bit brief or uh too easy at all um i don't i don't i never got that i just thought i think you've hit the nail on the head where it was so busy where there was chaos going on he couldn't have done it if that wasn't happening um and i think they were I think they were expecting Cassinge to sit there and watch, which he was initially doing. Um, yeah. But I think he kind of sees Luthen and he sees, I think he's reminded of like what, 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 why he's done all of this or maybe what his mum believes, you know, what Marva believes. And he's thinking, yeah, okay. All right. I, I, I'm start, I'm starting to get this now, you know? Um, and he's like, right. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see if Bix is there. And, and yeah, like, <laughs> It's not that defended because there is chaos going on. This isn't a planet known for like rebel activity, is it? This isn't a planet known no, for no. um, you know, riots and things like like they've had like they've had it easy because they've been yeah. quite easy. Do you know what it's I mean? Like they that, and that's that's usually how this kind of thing works. And mm-hmm. um so for Ferrix and for this city, it's it's this is something completely new. This is very unprecedented territory. And now people are gonna be freaking out. So yeah, I think Andor just bowling it in and going, right, yeah. He's a skilled dude, you know, he's a skilled guy, you know, he he can yeah. work his way. He knows the town inside of out uh, inside out, right? 
He knows the people there because he did run into people. It wasn't, you know, clear cut. I, that's where we saw the de- the Star Wars kitchen, mate. <laughs> you know, so yes, there's, there's <laughs> he's that mate, as well. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, his mate. He's his mate. You know, one thing I I did notice as well was during it was during Marva's speech because you know there's that lad who um, Dobbs and or in it, um, and he's like, Nurchie, like his pretend, name was Nurchie, pretend to arrest yeah. me. Yeah, that dude. Um, during Marva's speech, I think he looks like really disappointed in himself like he feels guilty yeah, yeah. and it's like ah yeah. oh, okay that's pretty cool because you think ah he's a bit of a he's a bit of a wrong to be honest that, just quick, out for himself but he's he's kind of like ferrix itself and maybe even andor to some extent you know he's he, he's just out there for himself wants money wants mm-hmm. to get off the planet yeah totally get that yeah and you yeah, know he ends up it's just dead. he's he ends up dead yeah it's yeah, it, and it's a shame, but it's just the reality. It's the reality of the situation, isn't it? It's like, yeah, mate, well, he, he probably would have died even if he didn't do that. It's just, it's a shame his last memory would have his been. His last act, yeah. Mess around yeah, and find his last out act was as a betrayal. way of what they say. But, um, well, because he, he, he sold Cassian out down the river and he said, oh, he's in that building there. He wasn't. So again, that gave Cassian a little extra time, uh, to, to make the, the great escape with Bix because, you know, they were searching in all the wrong places for Cassian because of this, because of Nurchie's mm-hmm. wrong information. Mm-hmm. Though to him, it was right. You know, he thought that's where, where they weren't. Yeah. We get a quick shot where Cassian sees Nurchie just dead and he was a prisoner and they've just shot him. We're, again, with, we're seeing the empire at their, at their most brutal without actually ever seeing anything. Just like that. We know that Nurchie was sitting in that Spot room. on. And then the next thing we see, mate, He's dead. They've they've basically seen him as this guy's a liar. He's a traitor. Bang, dead, gone. And Cassian see, sees that, and it, that that's he doesn't know that Nurtry sold him out either. So he doesn't he he doesn't know. He just knows that he's the guy who tried to rough him up in the first episode and um, didn't get anywhere. And again, it's unceremonious. Same as his mate Zanwan, the bloke who owns the freight shop store. He's he's on a stormtrooper's back trying to strangle him, and he gets shot, mm. and we get a long lingering shot of his dead face on the ground, and it goes on for longer than I ever would have expected. You get about five, seven seconds of this guy, and it's like you said, it's the it's the ferocity, it's the reality of of what's going on. We, we we didn't know Zan Wan for very long, but we know he was Cassian's mate. He was the one who told Cassian yeah. about Marva, and he tried to help, or he tried to. He was inspired by Marva to try dent the empire and ended up you know making the greatest sacrifice for it but um uh, I yeah it just shows for me that the empire are um they aren't the good dudes you know we, we we've spoken about it before like where were, were they the bad mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. we we did spoiler yes but here we're really <laughs> seeing that they are aren't we we're really seeing that these yeah. guys are just yeah. in it for them like open fire fire at will who's will fire at will no, that guy, the guy, <laughs> guy he, he hung, sorry, his dad joke. He, he hung, mm. hanged pack. He couldn't wait to open fire. You know, we're really seeing that brutality, aren't we, mate? Yeah, you're, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. They couldn't wait. They were like, yeah, go on. Right, just let loose. Just but kill them, shoot them. Thrown at them. But yeah. Yeah. But but they didn't. There was no hesitation. There was, no, and the stormtroopers were there. It's not like they were like, oh yeah, don't worry about the stormtroopers. We know we won't need them. We're, we're friends, you know. There was still aggression there, and just the act of having those soldiers there in your home that is almost yeah. like a 
a, a declaration of war from a certain point of view, I suppose, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, mate, oh, there, there is there is so much juicy stuff in this episode. I don't necessarily think it's perfect, um, but I don't know how else I would have done it. I think it sets up a season two very, very well yeah, emotionally does. because by the end, you're, you're seeing a lot of payoffs, right? Um, at the end of the day, Cassian came and he rescued Bix, right? Bix... Yeah trusts him and and Kasten's like don't worry i'll find you i'll find you and bix is like he'll find us he'll get us he'll find us and he's yeah, almost he like looking at her like yeah she she trusts me and it's that's almost like the redemption between them like in their relationship their friendship whatever it is that there that trust that love has kind of been rekindled a little bit um love that absolutely love oh. that and by by the end, it's like yeah, like like Cassian is happy to either die yeah. or maybe do something else with his life. I think at this point he realizes, and that plays in with the last arc, with the prisoner arc, right? And being yes. with even with the last episode, like we've got to tell people about this, like what the Empire are doing. We need to tell people about this. And by the way, did you watch? Did you watch all the credits? Yeah, boy. Yeah, I did. You did? Um, you, you I watched, did because- You watched post-credits? Um, I did because um, our boy, Newbird, okay. he mentioned at that Willow screening the other week that he uh, he didn't give any spoilers away. He's a good boy, but he did say, he did say, yeah, hang around for the credits. Just That's all I was saying. I was like, okay, thank you, Mark. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done. <laughs> but yes, mm. I stayed through to the mm-hmm. post-credits and- they're building what we thought they were building, didn't we? Mate? When we didn't know what they were building, but we kind of, well, you hypothesise that. It's got to be the old DS, isn't it, mate? It's got to be the old DS1 I battle said, station. I called it. I said, he the reason it. it's so locked down, the reason this facility is so locked down and it's so star, secret man. and they're so crazy about this same thing being built over and over and over again, um, it's like... You know, it's, it can't just be like tanks and attacks and stuff. And lo and behold, yeah. it's a Death Star. I wonder if there's anyone listening the to laser. this that doesn't know that there was a uh, post-credit scene. Because I, I, I wouldn't have expected it. I just, um, I actually forgot. I forgot about New, what Newbold said. And I was Newbold. like, I was on my laptop writing, like finishing some notes. And I just let the mute, the, the, the credits play out because great music, to be honest. And then I was like, oh yeah, there's a there's post-credits, mate. And, uh. Oh. Spider droids, superb, mate. Who don't love a spider droid? I know? love a spider, don't love droid, a spider droid. It was, um, it was on social media. A lot of outlets were breaking it. I know that the best spin bulletin, our buddy, mentioned it as well. That there's going to be a post credit scene, or and other outlets had posted that there is one. They, I don't know if they said what it was because I ain't looking. But you know the headlines were there, mm. so I was kind of aware of it. But it was um, Newbold, Newbold, who mentioned it, um, and kind of got me excited for it and i think it's it's a small post-credit scene but it's extremely important and it just reminds us what this is all about and it plays into what i said in episode whatever it was eight, um, eight nine or ten where i kind of said you know andor might be building the weapon that eventually kills him you know there's a there's a tra- tragedy and a poignancy to that and it turns out he is he's helping build the weapon that will ultimately end his life but um he's he plays a part in then bringing that down so you, you know you take andor to the morgue we'll just blow up the death star mate so um yeah there's a, there's a few yeah. other things in this episode mate which um are probably without what are worth mentioning um in terms of the big things there's there's two big things i kind of pulled out from the notes one of them mm-hmm. was um mm-hmm. off screen again we find out that the the raid on spellhouse 
um, was successful. Anto Krieger and everyone is dead, all gone. We know that obviously Saw didn't sell the ISB. Um, Luthen's plan to get you know to get the ISB office back worked. Krieger and his men are dead. Uh, but we also in that scene, you know, Dedra was like, "Why are why do we not have prisoners? We could be interrogating these people." And part of Gaz is like, "Just go and find Axis. We'll deal. We'll deal with the big stuff here. You go and do your job there." And mm. of course, he didn't because Ferrix is now in a state of absolute chaos. But um, the other one, though, mate, which it has to we have to mention is Nemic's manifesto. A lot of people were speculating mm. that Cassian's going to listen to this manifesto. And we get a beautiful moment where he's almost where he's narrating it, but we're watching Luthen as he, we're looking at Luthen. He's watching over the city in, in this kind of like in, in the mountains with the lightning behind him. Then we see Andor. He's listening to it, and you know, uh, Nemec saying mm-hmm. tyranny that requires constant effort. The Empire's brittle. You know, one one single thing could will break that break it, and then one, once it's one too many. We're in. And then he says the final lines. He says, remember this, try. And we've always been told, do or do not. There is no try. But it shows that for for those who aren't Jedi or Force users, whatever, that's all they can do is try. Try and hope. Because if you don't do that, you've already lost. You know, do or do not, there is no try. It's it's all right when you can lift an X-Wing from a swamp. But when you don't have that, when all you've got is hope in your two hands... I thought it was a fantastic manifesto. I won't read the whole thing out. It's a big boy, but it's it a, I thought it was a, a really, really tro- well-narrated scene. Great, well-written as well. I tried to write... It, oh, spot on, spot on, mate. Yeah, it was very well-written. Uh, I, I, I tried to write some of it down, but I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to enjoy it as well, yeah, you know, because yeah. it, it, it was so well-written. Um, yeah, I loved it. A tyranny uh, requires brutal effort. I noticed that bit. And it's like, yeah, but yeah. like, guys, you know, what they're doing, it feels oppressive. It feels like, you know, oh, I mean, that's an understatement. It feels oppressive. It is oppressive. But um, it, 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 it requires a lot of effort on their part. Like, don't underestimate that this could go wrong. Don't don't think they're invincible. That's the message that Nemec was trying to, trying to you know, to tell people and and i think that's also that manifesto is really really important for cassian really thinking about his life and his role in absolutely the galaxy not just a rebellion not not even an organization just himself just personally and i think that's kind of the difference in this episode is that you're seeing a different andor and andor is like yeah okay like I could make a difference. I'm not. I'm still not 100 percent sure. He still needs uh, guidance. Still needs, yep. you know, that fatherly figure to 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 guide him. And the show reminds you that Star Wars is all about family, That's especially it. that you know we've we've seen so much of Marva, obviously. But you're seeing uh, Cassian's adopted uh, adopted father, you know, um, oh, Clem telling him. T- Clem, thank you, telling yeah. him wisdom, and I lo- I love that because Cassian's Beautiful. kind of just like staring, but but he's smiling, and it's like it's like his dad is talking to him again, you know, and it's it's, it's a simple thing, isn't it? It's about like rust, exactly. It's like people people don't look past rust; they just chuck it away, you know, and it's yeah. like no, but you can clean it up, and it's worth a fortune. And I think that that's a really really nice reminder of just like anyone. You know, just like any of us, any of the viewers, 
just because you've got a bit of rust on you doesn't mean you can't clean up and and, and be better and be worth a, a, a billion dollars. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, let's not put money on it because that's not yeah. what life's about. <laughs> but, but it doesn't mean you can't be worth. You can you be know, better you, than you, you think be- you are. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I love that. What a way to to start the episode where it effectively ends. You know, Cassian can do more, and he should do more. And, you know, the manifesto, his family, his friends, the people around him constantly remind him that he is a man of great talents. And he is. He is a very talented individual uh, who could pr- who could probably just survive on his own and make, and make a mint. You know, a bit like yep. Han Solo. Could just make a fortune doing his thing on his own. But actually, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe there's something else. And and the way the, the episode just, the season just ends with Luthan smiling. This new, this, this new fatherly figure. Yes, just bang there, on, just mate. smiling. And he's going, I got, I got a journey for you, mate. I've got an Come adventure on, for you. And, and, and I can help, I can help you reach that potential. And that's what makes, yeah, mate, what storytelling. Uh, what story you took the words out of my mouth as you'd say come on come on (laughs) come on you took the words out of my mouth there mate when you were going on about fatherly figures because of the that's how the how the show ends is you you came you you came here to kill me you don't make it easy and he's like listen mate kill me or take me in and in a few seconds luthan's expression changes from like kind of genuine concern to like you say there's a wry smile when he's like right Let's do this. I've got I've got an extremely talented man here who's going to help me with my goals. But at the same time, he's seen he he I've seen what rebellion looks like now. I need all the heroes, but this guy's changed as well. Luthan was also out on a limb a little bit as well. He's uh, he's been paranoid for the last few episodes. He needs wins, and or coming back in. He's not going to know. He's kind of got a little bit of security because his biggest issue was Andor selling him Luthan down the, down the river and blowing the whole thing. But I really like that, you know, you know, or take me in and that's it. A, a, a smile and that's it. Cause Andor was out on a limb as well. He either dies or he joins the rebellion. Essentially, he's got nowhere to go. Pretty much everyone mm-hmm. close to him is as good as dead. He's got Bix and Brasso on the way to, um, onto the old moon, but. You know, he's kind of in a massive crossroads now, you know, to the point where he's saying, look, shoot me or take me yeah. in. You know, I've I've listened. I've seen what a rebellion looks like. This is that's what a reckoning sounds like, mate. Uh, I've listened to Nemec's words. I've seen the Narkina horror and what the Empire is about. Um, I've seen Aldani. I've been there and seen the inner workings of them as well. And what and what um, community and culture means to people and how that's being stripped away by the Empire. I'm ready now. I've, you know, I'm, I'm ready to do good. I'm ready to make a change, and I can't wait to see how they take him in season two because we know where he ends up in Rogue One, where he's like, everything we've done was for the rebellion, and if, if we don't act now, yes. it was all for nothing. And yeah, yeah, dude, I want to watch Rogue One now. I tell you that right now. I'll go and put it on in a minute. The only, the only problem is, mate, the um, Nemix manifesto. The only problem I have with that is um, it wasn't mm. it wasn't played during Fortnite. Should have put it on Fortnite, mate, like Palpatine's. <laughs> you know, they missed a trick there. Should have done that. Tie-in material. Oh, I'm going to get the kids watching Andor. Oh, Stick it on Fortnite. 
That I is the Rise of Skywalker episode episode nine reference for those of you who weren't there for that. Oh man, um, yeah, yeah. But no, there was nothing wrong with that manifesto. It was great. Yeah, no, I really like no, this, perfect. mate. The, the, I think. I mean, I loved how the Imperial ship looked at the beginning. Ferrix and Knight looks great. I think the ship looked fantastic visually with uh, Dedra touching down. Um, the fact that it's B- when B- oh. B2 was covered up and that's how the rebellion starts. But um, the, yeah, everything. everything, mate, Every, everything, like the, 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 the ships, like when we he come off the, the back of Kenobi, <laughs> when, when we come off the back of Kenobi, and even like when Luthan lands his ship and he gets it's on the, the speeder bike that looks a lot like um, Maul's Maul's speeder from yeah. uh, speeder bike from from a Phantom Menace, Phantom you know, Menace. Or, or it echoes that sort of design. You're like, even the way he moves and just goes around the corner, you're like, it it looks fantastic. It looks fantastic and. Filth. I don't mean to like bring up Kenobi on this because I really love Kenobi, as you guys know. But the the effects on that did did let it down. It let the side down. It let Star Wars down a little bit, and it wasn't very Star Warsy. Um, and the fact that in Andor it looks so much better. It's just such yep. a different class, so different mm. caliber. Uh, it, it frustrates me a little bit. It frustrates me that you're sandwiched in between. Uh, equality, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. That's and, a little, that's a little people, moan over because that's a compliment no, to Andor. Right. <laughs> a lot of people have said quite rightly that Kenobi and Boba Fett were produced during COVID. But what we got to remember is, so was Andor. Andor was an on-location set around around the UK in in COVID and had huge delays. It was supposed to be out last year. It was pushed back because they had finished it basically. So. But that said, it's not a. I know. I know. We're not bashing anything. It's just you work with the you work with the budget you have or the tools you have at your disposal. Well, you do the best you can with it. Um, and and those mm-hmm. shows had some fantastic moments. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this, mate. The only other small thing I had was Luth Cyril knows what Luthan looks like, and I guess it was for tension building in the, in that scene in Ferrix. Luthan's right behind him, and I I thought that was going to play into it. That Cyril was going to look at him and be like. Mm-hmm. That's the guy. That's the guy. But mm-hmm. and maybe he's got mm-hmm. no one to tell. And that would be the the tragedy of that is that he had access. He had, but there was no one there to talk to. Dedra wouldn't have listened to him in that moment. Blah blah. But they didn't do anything with it. And maybe it was just to build tension. But I kind of thought they were going to do a bit more of that. But uh, other than that, yeah, mate, great. I I was wondering that. I was wondering that. In fact, now you've you've you mention it, and now you've put it like how how you just did. I wonder if it was actually written in a way that there was potentially going to be an encounter mm-hmm. and they were like, awesome. Do you know what? Maybe that, maybe it takes away from the ending. Maybe it takes away from the ending of this, this season and of um, the episode a little bit. Maybe, maybe, maybe just the thought, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I noticed that too. And that was one of the things where I'm like, you've got all these people in one place and you're telling me yeah. like, no one's, <laughs> You know, people aren't really bumping into each other. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I suppose if you if, if you were I to go to, like, London or something, it's a big city. Uh, not go. that Ferrix even looks remotely like London. But, like, it, it, you know, you, you, can, you can be in a similar area and not bump into each other because there's so many people, so much chaos going on. So yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a bit like that. Maybe it's a bit like that. Listen, I don't think it was perfect. I don't think this, this episode hit me, like, in the, in the feels – like that much it did but i think for 
a finale of a first season where when you take into context what this series is about, what yep. message it's trying to deliver, and the fact that, you know me, I'm a sucker for when Star Wars does family, the fact that they, they, they just pulled this, this core family theme back into this finale and reminded you as the viewer that, yeah, this is what this is all about. This is all about like family and now adopted family in, in yep. potentially Luthan and the rebellion for someone like Andor. Yeah, yeah. yeah fantastic 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 uh not loads wrong with it not loads wrong with it like you like you i could see i could see some people thinking this is boring maybe maybe i can't wait to hear what people think of it but so, maybe even people who enjoyed the series mm-hmm. um, i'm curious for people who enjoyed the series because for me this doesn't this still doesn't top you know that uh, that the 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 um the prison prison break arc. Yeah, prison break. Yeah. Prison, yeah. Yeah. prison break. I guess you've got the Eye of Aldani, episode six. We even said then in, in the mid-season, you've got a season finale. Then they gave us episode 10. I think it was, was a one way out. Season finale right there. And we kind of speculated, like, how are they going to top that? We, when we were caveated saying, they don't have to. It's, it isn't, it isn't a competition. It's not a game. You don't have to be better. But what's their approach going to be? Are they going to go all out? And and they didn't. They gave The action we got was great. But I think what you said was... Um, was pertinent here that in context of Andor, this is a fabulous season finale. If you were, mm-hmm. if you'd kind mm-hmm. of been a bit cold on the season or you dipped in and out and you came thinking, well, I watched the last episode because that's usually where the fun begins, where the big stuff happens. You you will be disappointed, I think, because there isn't flashbang wallop, huge reveals. Luthan isn't a Jedi and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's not, a, it's not about that. It's about families, it's about, about sacrifices, about losses, about yeah. the rebellion. It's about, you know, you know, it, all of those. It had any word similar to that in this is what this show is about, and um, I thought it was a fantastic end to season one. Uh, yeah, like you say, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't the best episode, but for wrapping everything up, I think it was great. I think just about every thread, which I think they've they've put a bow or at least a little exclamation mark on every thread they could have done. I'm not sitting here thinking, well, what about this person? They did. They didn't do anything with this thread. Some everything is at least referenced or mentioned and set up for season two nicely. So whilst I think some characters got slightly shorter shrift in this, I'm not sitting here saying it was entirely pointless, but even with Dedra and uh, Cyril, because I do think they're setting up a change for them, a switch where he's now got an in almost, but mate, wasn't perfect, but I had a very, very good time with it. I really enjoyed this. Should we, um, should we get rating my friend? Let's get rating, mate. Let's get yeah. rating. Um, who, who, well, I did it first. Who, last who shoots week. first? I, I did. You, well, first? yeah, of course you did. Me, would it? Yeah. So I'm going to leave it to you for your uh, your very exclusive rating system. Ponder Babas, mate. I rate out of Ponder Babas. I think taking taking everything into consideration, uh, I really, 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 really liked this episode. I loved uh, a lot of things in it. Um, but maybe it lacked a je ne sais quoi. It lacked just something. There's just something in it that would have just made it that, oh, you know, that kind of jaw-dropping yeah, moment. There were, there were those in places, kind of. But yeah, anyway, anyway, for me, mate, I'm going to give it eight Ponderbabas out of ten Ponderbabas, which I think is a really, really, really good score. Really good score. Um, let me hand it. Uh, look. 
There we go. There Poor go. old Ponder Baba. He's had enough. He's been doing this for 12 weeks. He's like, give me a break. Well, just under 12 it's weeks. Three give months. Give me a break. Three months. And I can't believe that, mate. That's a mate. madness. That when, when, we, when we first started watching Andor, it was hot. Yeah, so, yeah well, for Britain, it like was outside. hot. Outside. And... Yeah, outside it was. When we were in London yeah. to see those first three, again, wonderful, wonderful memory and a great night. Um, and then from there, here we are now at the finale, mate. So you've given it eight Ponder Babas out of ten. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely, mate. What about you? What are you going to give it out of your Anders? Because you've got your Ander, right? It's I've a great my Anders. It's a great one. I mean, um, uh, we'll, we'll pull one more for the Ponder, Ponder gang. Yeah, there you, we mate. go. He loves it. Um, for the season finale, then for Rick's Road, um, I really, I, again, I'm taking it in context as a season. I think it's a really, really sweet way to end the season. Sweet as in great, not as in oh, isn't that cute? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was a really mm-hmm. great way to end the season. In terms of a season finale as we know it, did it give the crash bang wallop that we thought it was going to, or we, we've come to expect from not just Star Wars but any real season? Uh, no, it didn't. But I don't think. I think we've been conditioned now in the last 11 episodes to kind of not expect the big moments or if they come, they'll be big within the confines of the story. So I think we've got Mm. lots of little great moments, which added up to a very tantalizing end for season one. So um, for me, mate, this has been the best Star Wars TV series of them all. I think it has been, I think this has been the best season. It's by far the best in terms of acting dialogue, um, the production levels, I think it is the most satisfying one. Let's wait to see what Mando brings in February, though. Cannot wait. But for this Mm. one, mate, for episode Mm. 12, I'm going to give this one a very decent nine. Cassian Ander. Out of ten. Cassian Ander. Final Cassian. That's the last time we're going to have those ratings for two years, mate. We've got to come up with something else for Mando. But it's going to get a nine out of ten, mate, because it wasn't perfect. It did tie everything up, even if everyone didn't get as big a roles as I thought they might get. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's fair, mate. I think that's fair. I think that's a decent score, you know, mm. but I think my, I think mine's better. Mine's a better score, but you know, I would think that. So Ponder would say so too. Ponder. Ponder. Ponder would say that. And that's it, mate. And that's it. Season one of Andor oh. is done. Um, I can't believe it. After a busy year of Star Wars, I can't wait to see what you guys think. I'm sure uh, we're going to be revisiting this topic in the main show. But just a cheeky reminder that as of next week, we're back to normal. Our main show will be back to Wednesdays at 8 p.m. British time. I think that's like midday over in California, mid-afternoon, mid to late afternoon in uh, New York. Uh, May can't wait can't wait it's going to be a bundle of joy and uh it's the world cup i i i, I remember i distinctly remember saying oh yeah but by the time Andor ends it's world, world cup. cup so it's summer. like from from late summer there's just all this content and goodness it's and i, I can't mental, wait i'm here it? for it i'm Cannot here for wait, it. mate by the time mando comes uh on the tv mate it would have come home by then football would have come home so uh <laughs> famous last <laughs> words of that one but yeah great shout mate yeah. we're going back to wednesday uh evening releases or if you're in australia thursday morning wherever you are in the world check your time zones we drop 8 p.m on a wednesday in the uk uh it's going to be sad waking up on a wednesday about any and or mate but we're gonna do it all again for mando soon anyway and star wars isn't going anywhere and neither are the sessions, mate. We love it. The Andor recap for season one has ended. 
But the fun doesn't end there, my friend. We'd love to hear what you guys thought about the season and this episode. So please do share your thoughts with us. Where can the world find us online, Master Blywalker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us. Just search Star Wars Sessions on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Hive now. We're on Hive, Matty Boy. You set that up, Hive. Um, Uh, We're on Tumblr. Pretty much anywhere, anywhere you 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 can find anything, <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll yeah. probably be We're there. there. Search us, search, search us up. And if you're new to the podcast, right? Because we get this every every recap season we do whenever there's new series. Um, if you're new, drop us a message, send us an email to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk we would love to hear from you and once again thank you for listening hope you enjoyed the ride and please stick around for the main shows because they are great great fun yeah they are fantastic if we do say so ourselves and thank you to all the newbies who have been sending us emails and dms and messages we read them all we love them all we reply to all of them as well when we get around to it um so thank you so much for sending those in we love hearing from you but if you want to support the show for free as well you can do by uh, leaving us a five star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice which does still include spotify those five stars really help the show grow. It bumps us up the algorithm. It gets us in those charts. Uh, it's another way for us to hear from more of each of you lot each and every week. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum. Tell your dad. Tell your sister. Tell everyone. Tell your Ewok. Tell your nearest rebel spy. Uh, tell whoever. Whoever. Literally, go up to your postman. Be like, have you heard of Star Wars Sessions? If not, why not? Slap. Slap the logo in their face on your phone put it on spotify if you're on spotify give us a rating as well i know do you know what? i'm encroaching on matty boy's territory he five stars it. only but go it. on yeah take it away from me matty boy take the mic take the reins tell the postman it's coming home as well but yeah uh tell yeah. him this is the podcast that you're looking for so until next time in two years for the annual recap but next week for the main show from me see ya and from luke may the force be with you always Luke Luke one way out mate one way out I wonder if Jude Bellingham has watched Andor eh that'd be good wouldn't it Cassian Ander (laughs) yeah